We turn again in God's Word to John chapter 10 as we continue our series from John's Gospel in this 10th chapter. This evening we pick it up at verse 11 and we'll read then through verse 18, 11 through 18 this evening. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. There will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Thus far the reading of God's word. Three words I want you to associate with that repeated phrase of Jesus that we find in these verses. The repeated phrase of, I lay down my life for the sheep. That's what the good shepherd does. That's what we're reminded of this evening, not only at the table, but that's what we're reminded of in, in this weekend as well, of Christ the good shepherd, laying down his life for the sheep. The three words I want you to remember are these. One, he gives his life vicariously. Secondly, he gives his life voluntarily. And thirdly, he gives his life authoritatively. You might say, well, you started us off with a big word, Pastor Bob, vicariously. Well, yes, but we did sing it. It's actually found in the, the hymn, His Robes for Mine, where we read in that second verse the following. His robes for mine. What cause have I for dread? God's daunting law, Christ mastered in my stead. Faultless I stand with righteous works, not mine, saved by my Lord's vicarious death and life. It's in the hymn. It's that which is implied in this passage. It's Jesus laying down his life for the sheep. Four times, five times, depending on how you, you count it, Jesus emphasized this. I lay down my life for the sheep. It's not just I lay down my life. It's I lay down my life for my sheep. That's what he's doing. He is dying for his sheep. 
Let's go back to the illustration of the Good Shepherd. There we are out in the countryside. And the wolf comes. Who's the wolf after? Is the wolf after the shepherd? No, it's not the intent of the wolf to attack the shepherd. It is the intent of the wolf to attack the sheep. That's who the wolf is after. And the good shepherd places himself between the wolf and the sheep. He exposes his life to the danger, the real possibility that the wolf may get the best of him, that the wolf may kill him. But the good shepherd is the one who is willing to do so. Not like the hired hand who runs. This was the picture we had last Sunday morning, is it not, of King David. Takes on the bear, takes on the lion. Why? Because he wants to kill a bear? He wants to kill a lion? No, because the lion and the bear have their sights on the sheep. They want to get their teeth sunk into one of those sheep. They want to eat some good mutton. And the shepherd steps in between, willing to give his life. That is Christ's vicarious death. When the good shepherd, when Jesus lays down his life for you and I, he does it vicariously. In other words, he does it for us, in exchange for us. He dies for us. He bears that penalty of death for us. For the wages of sin is death. This is what we deserve. Eternal death and eternal damnation and eternal judgment. But the good shepherd lays down his life. He bears that for us. That's what we mean by vicarious. He substituted himself for us. Why? Well, we, we read it here in the text. That the one who is the hireling flees. He runs. He leaves. Why? Verse 13. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. In other words, why is he doing this? Why does the good shepherd in the picture, the illustration, lays down his life for the sheep? Because he cares about those sheep. Yeah, they're just sheep. They're not human beings. But they're his sheep. And because they belong to him, he cares for them. He has nurtured them. He has brought them and helped assist in bringing them to this place where he is pasturing them. He has mended them. He cares for those sheep. So when the wolf comes, he defends those sheep. He puts his life in the way because he cares for them. This is what Jesus is doing. He's doing this not out of obligation. He's doing this not out of duty. Jesus is laying down his life on that cross because he cares 
for his sheep. He cares for us. His sheep. Not shepherd X's sheep, not shepherd Y's sheep, his sheep. He dies for them. Paul, in the book of Romans chapter 5, wrote the following that, that bears upon this point. Chapter 5 of Romans, verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's right. While we are those sheep that have gone astray, while we are those sheep who are sinners, who are deserving God's condemnation, he dies for us because he loves us. As he hangs upon that cross under the excruciating agony, we sing, do we not, in that one chorus, and he thought of me above all. He thought of his love for me. He thought of his love for you. I am here because I love you. That's why he's there. The second word I want you to remember from this, I lay down my life, is the fact that he gives his life voluntarily. I lay down my life. It wasn't an accident. The cross is not a mistake. The cross is not a tragedy. This isn't a horror. He didn't have to die. He chose to die. I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes it from me. He says in John 10, I lay it down myself. I do so because of love. It's not because the father said, son, you must go down there and die. I order you go down there and die. And Jesus, as the obedient son of God, says, okay, dad, if that's what you want, okay, father, I will go down to earth. I will assume that human nature. I will take that on and I will die for them. But I'm only doing it because you're making me do it. He does so voluntarily. He took upon himself human nature. Because he had to. Because anybody forces him to. He wants to. Because he loves us so. Christ. God. Takes on our nature. Voluntarily. Out of his love. You know often when we look at the cross. We, we perhaps. 
don't think of that. We don't think of the voluntary nature. Remember the song we sang? I, I don't know if it was last uh, season, last year, or a couple of years ago. He could have called 10,000 angels. Yes, he could have. He could have halted this whenever. But he chose. He chose to die. He voluntarily gives his life. Third word. He gives his life vicariously. Secondly, he gives his life voluntarily. Thirdly, he gives his life authoritatively. The most powerful empire of the world of that day as Christ is hanging upon the cross with their squad of four soldiers nailing him to the cross with their precept handing him over did not take his life. They did not kill him. Nobody takes his life from him. Nobody has the authority. Nobody has the right to take his life from him. It's not the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin, by all their deception, by all that happened in all of those trials, you know, we read early on that they sought to kill him. Once he raises Lazarus from the dead, boy, now they really want to kill him. They've got to get rid of him. But in the final analysis, when it really comes down to it, John 10 trumps all of that. I lay down my life. I have the authority to lay down my life. By my own authority, I give my life. If you stop to think about it, no creature has that authority. No human person has that authority. Oh, we try to grab it. We try to use it, but only God is the one who gets to declare when someone dies. It is appointed unto man once to die. God gets to make that decision. God gets to make that decree. why suicide is such a rebellious act it's saying it's trying to say to god you're not going to you're not going to determine my death it's why abortion is such a crime such a rebellion god we're going to take this into our own hands only god has the right to determine that no one takes it from me. Verse 18. But I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. Here he 
says he's hanging on the cross. He has the authority as God to grant himself life. But he chooses willingly to grant himself death. So that your sin and my sin might be covered. Because he loves us. Want to see the proof of that on the cross? Let me have you turn to two passages. You have your Bibles open. Let's first of all go, seeing we're in the Gospel of John, to John chapter 19. Start at verse 28, John 19, 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He, that is Jesus, gave up his spirit. I can't tell you how many times in, in these years of ministry that I have been at a deathbed and we have remarked over and over and over again, isn't it amazing that here we all are looking at this person thinking, is this going to be the final breath? Is this going to be the final breath? And the person laying there may have the greatest desire in the world to die, but they cannot give up their own spirit. They cannot do it. And sometimes we're going, they're hanging on, they're hanging on, they're hanging on. Lord, why? Because it's a reminder to us. When you're in that situation, when you see that situation the next time, you be reminded of the fact of what is happening here in John 19. We cannot yield up our spirit because we do not have the authority to do so. But the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep because he has the authority to lay down his life. And he yielded up his spirit. It is written in the sense, not that this happened to him, not that the Spirit was yielded up, but that He is the cause of the Spirit yielding. There He is in this moment. Can you imagine the weakness of body? But yet, His Spirit is as alive as ever. Yet at that moment in time, He declares, 
Now I die. And he dies. The second passage, Matthew chapter 27. We'll start at verse 45. Matthew 27, 45. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. One of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, let's see whether Elijah will come and save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. He, Jesus, yielded. He gave it up. He decreed. Now I die. And because it's his authority, at the moment he declares, at the moment he states, now I die, he dies. For he is God. And the authority of life and death is his. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I have the authority to lay it down. Why did he declare that? Because he cares for his sheep. He cares for you. He cares for me. He loves us. So much that he voluntarily, vicariously, authoritatively lays down his life for you. Father, What an amazing event. The actual moment of the death of Jesus Christ is. It is not a defeat. It is victory. And in that victory, we live, we move, We have our being. We thank you for the good shepherd of our souls, of our lives, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. And God's people say, Amen.